Welcome to the voice of Jesse Chris, and uh, you can actually watch the recordings of my podcast live at twitch.tv backslash Jesse Chris. And for all my socials and updates, please visit my links at jessechris.com. So today, um, I'm going to be going to the wheel to uh, find out what topic I'm going to be uh, talking about. Um, I'm using that same uh, questions website that I used, the conversation starter website that I used uh, in the previous podcast. And this is typically for uh, if I don't have a particular subject that I want to cover that I want to share on my podcast. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and pick one. Let's see. Spinning the wheel. Spinning, spinning. And we have... Ooh. All right. So uh, the topic of the day is going to be what are you currently worried about? Man, a lot of things. Also, something I think about, which is on the back end, um, really motivating me to uh, to do these podcasts is that I think about how my daughter will grow up and she will... Uh, she will hear this, you know, if she wants to. She might not want to, but she will hear my podcasts because I'm going to, I record them and I make sure that they last forever. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is a good one. What are you currently worried about? Ooh, let's do two more. Let's do two more to see what else. Because I could talk for 15 minutes about that, but. Just in case I, I hit a dead end. Question, good questions to ask is what what this category is. What are some of the dumbest lyrics you've heard in a song? Ooh. Some of the dumbest lyrics you've heard in a song. Nice. And last one. What's your haunted house story? Oh man, that's for another podcast, honestly. I've been wanting to do uh tell scary stories on my podcast for a while. It just doesn't make sense now in January, but like come October. Man, even before then, I'm probably gonna wanna do it before then, so let's be real. Let's be real about that. Alright, so uh let's um go into these questions in this podcast the questions are what are you currently worried about what are some of the dumbest lyrics you've heard in a song and what is your haunted house story so these are very fun and i can't wait to dive into it and uh we will do so when we get back to the voice of jesse chris well hello and welcome back to the voice of jesse chris we are going to be tackling these three topics today. Um, what are you currently worried about? What are the dumbest lyrics you've ever heard? And what is your haunted house story? So let's dive right into it. What, is, what am I currently worried about? Well, firstly, my daughter. Um, we are just switching now to formula. And that's, uh, 
That's its own feat. We're, we're at the two months mark, and she's starting to cry for no reason. Not for no reason, but for small things. For, for things that I think you, you shouldn't cry about. Ooh, I forgot to start the timer. Start the timer. For things that I think maybe you shouldn't cry about, you know. And uh, it's uh, it, it's getting it's getting to the point where we're like at our limit, me and Sarah. So that is something I'm worried about because this is really testing our patience. Um, like this morning, I you know I had her for a while. I wanted to do this podcast, and I couldn't. I couldn't. Every time I stopped rocking her, every time she finished her bottle. I think she said we just changed her. She's comfortable. Finished her bottle. She's fed. And she's just crying. She just wanted attention. And uh, I, I give her that attention. But like I try to. The second the second she feels like my attention is off her. Like I pull out my phone and I start looking at it. She starts getting a little bit more agitated. It's like she knows. Well she probably does know. She's a human being. She's not like a pet dog or something. She knows. And um. Yeah, she makes sure that uh, all my attention is hers. And I hope that doesn't fall into um, her older self. Um, they say, I, I try to give her all the attention now. Because I remember uh, I asked my students. So I have a, a lot of girl students. And I asked them, like, what's something your dad doesn't do that you wish that your dad did more of? And then this one girl, she, I, I believe she was like 12 or 13 years old. No, I think she was 12. She was 12 years old. Like, give her all the attention now. Otherwise, she's going to get a boyfriend trying to get all the attention from him when, you, when, when, you're, when she's older. And I'm like, whoa, that is intense. So that literally when she's crying right now and she wants my attention, I, I think of that. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so that is one thing that I'm currently worried about and um another thing i'm currently worried about is uh being a dance instructor and maintaining pay despite my experience like even though i've been doing this for 15 years and my talent i um i'm still worried about that every year because you know everything gets reset every year it's like re-auditioning for your dance team every year so you never know if you're gonna have the same pay each year um it doesn't really scale evenly sometimes, especially well, the big wake-up call was when COVID hit. And as a dance instructor, man, like nobody, it you know, it's it become it became a very unnecessary luxury for a while, and then now it's booming back again once everybody's coming back. But here we are with a new variant out, and um, the only thing that's making it is Omarion because Omicron sounds like Omarion. <laughs> I literally, I literally put that in my warm up these coming weeks, um, because I think it's funny. But yeah, that you know that that's very difficult. Um, just because now I'm supporting a family, and that's that's my main priority. Um, external factors that I can't see coming always worry me, and that makes me pretty paranoid. I am a paranoid person because of that, I feel. Um, just because COVID, too, that, that was another external factor that, like, came in and just kind of, like, took everybody. Like, nobody realized how fragile everything you have is. Nobody realized how routine everything is 
until something broke it. So many businesses went down. Businesses you thought would last or be there forever went away. And that's scary. And I worry, but like, you know, like I, I totally sounder the moment because I'm just like, whoa, what happened to them? What happened to their lives? Are we going to see those people work in those restaurants that we love so much on the streets? Did they have a backup plan? How prepared were they? You know, you, you there's just a lot of things that go into um, external factors that you don't see coming. I want I want to be like Batman. I want to be prepared for everything. I want to, you know, go for that. That's probably a, something I want to dive into and make a podcast too, by the way. My favorite superheroes. If you must know, my rank one favorite superhero is Spider-Man. So I've been very ecstatic about the hype for Spider-Man currently. And uh, number two, uh, my second favorite superhero is Batman. Uh, because he's prepared for everything. And because he's just a normal dude and his superhero is his super power is his intelligence and his readiness to prepare for anything. He already had prep time. And then uh, number three is um, Deadpool because he's funny as hell, breaks the fourth wall and doesn't take everything too seriously. And I feel that's something I want because I a lot of the times I take a lot of things too seriously, even though I am like outwardly enthusiastic and very like i don't want to say immature but just childish at least that's the persona i give off when i teach my dance classes i um i do take everything too seriously like when when i'm so i'm very extroverted in front of people and incredibly introverted when i'm by myself which is kind of like right now and i just kind of want to keep to myself and and when i do that i i I overthink like heavy. I save my even though I preach it in my classes to not overthink about dance moves. I overthink too. It, it's something that you just gotta have to accept and tame. You know. Um, recently, somebody asked me on Instagram the fear of messing up when you're doing dance routines and stuff like that, and I responded with, "It's not about like um, messing up. It's about." It's about uh, accepting that you will mess up and turning that into a beautiful thing as opposed to to trying not to mess up the entire time. If you continually think about messing up right when the run starts going, you're going to mess up because that's all you're thinking about. You're flooding your head with all the different possibilities and ways you're going to mess up. But if you just think about the dance and how you want to do it, you actually have a better probability of not messing up because you're not thinking about messing up at all. It's that skier uh, analogy I heard recently with Sarah. Um, It's if you're going down a mountain with a lot of trees and your primary goal is to absolutely not hit a tree on your way down this mountain as you're skiing. If you think I'm scared, I'm going to hit a tree. Then as you're going down the mountain, all you see is trees. Those are all you see. But if you focus on the path at hand and going down the mountain, you will probably have a higher chance of not hitting a tree. So instead of thinking like, I don't want to mess up, think I want to do good at this dance. It's, it's, it starts with the vocabulary and how you talk to yourself. Um, I saw a post today. So I know, I know this whole thing is about like, what am I currently worried about? But. 
Um, th- I, I feel like it falls into it. But um, I saw a post. I think it was by Rakan. He he posted it. No, it was it was by my cousin. My cousin Don. He posted it. It said like, "Don't worry if people don't like you. A lot of people are struggling to like themselves anyway." I like that, but it's hard to believe. You know, it's it's uh, as a, as somebody that really likes when people like you. Um, it's hard to to think like, don't worry about it. I, I remember um, a dad, one of my old studios, was giving me that that lecture too about you know. I was sitting after a competition. A, a parent totally like it was obvious they didn't like the way that I handled the team. They didn't like how I um how I put blocked her daughter in the routine and um he told me you're not gonna be everybody's flavor but you know at the very least what was it you're not gonna be everybody's flavor but at the very least be something that people can tolerate. I don't know. It was something weird like that but it, it really made a difference. You know, it it's kinda it's going along the same lines as like don't who cares if nobody likes you. But I mean I think the way that I get by with that, that is something I worry about if people don't like me. So that's why it falls into this category. But uh, the, the big thing is, for me, is, is um, even if somebody doesn't like you, you have to think about how amazing it is that somebody can like you in the first place, considering how everybody can have a different opinion about everything. So many conflicting arguments. So many con- conflicting thoughts, so many conflicting upbringings, so many conflicting religions, and still somebody through all that can choose to like you. In a world where things are so easily ruined, somebody can like you for being you and accept you. And I think that's a great thing. Um, yeah. All right, I should get on to the second topic. We have four minutes or a little bit under five minutes left. And uh, the second question here was, what are the dumbest lyrics you've ever heard? Okay, so I'm, you know, I listen to a lot of music as a dance instructor. And there's a, a couple things that have always um, stood out to me lyrics-wise that I just kind of listen to too. But uh, Jesse McCartney's uh, G6, G5, whatever that song is. Um Said I'm leaving, never to come back again. No, 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 no. Okay, I don't like. What was it? Um, not the context. I don't like how he keeps changing the perspective in the chorus. So you should tell him that I'm leaving. Tell him that you are leaving. That, and then that really annoys me. That I to the point where I can't sing along to the lyrics because. Oh man, it's it's it's, just, it, it's always bugged me. It's always bugged me, the um the that the perspective kept changing. It's bad writing, <laughs> bad writing. That when the perspective keeps changing, when you're you go from narrating to first person to you know the third person and back again. Like I oh, I, I need that continuity. It, do, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, in the song two a.m. I forgot who it's by two a.m. I, I want you, girl. The feature in it, I think it's Rick Ross. Who? That guy? It says that? He says, kick it like jujitsu. And that frustrates me 
because jujitsu is a grappling fighting technique. And then so kick it like it just doesn't make sense. Uh, oh my god, I just realized though, unless he means like grappling, like holding each, kick it like. I need to look up the rest of those lyrics. But I think he used it in the wrong context. Unless unless it's deeper than that. And he means like kick it like jujitsu as in like grappling on the ground. Which would then go from the dumbest lyric to genius, pure genius. Um, anyways, uh, I want an updated version of Fill Me In. So they're not the dumbest lyrics, but just uh, Craig David's Fill Me In is such an iconic song, but it's so dated. He talks about like his forerunner. He talks about an answering machine. He talks about calling a cab. I want to sing this song because it's so fun to sing. It's melodic, it's rhythmic, and it's just fun. But because everything's so dated in that time period, like early 90s, 2000s, it's hard for me to sing it. I just kind of want an updated version of something that's like rhythmic like that. Um, in Usher's Burn, I don't, I, okay, so I think the, the dumbest lyrics because in Burn, he talks about how you got to let it burn. And then everybody, so it goes on for the whole first half of that song talking about how you got to let it burn. Gotta let it burn, gotta let it burn, right? But in the middle of the song, he switches it that you gotta let it burn until they return, which I don't think is healthy. I don't think it's the right message because, like, you're listening to the song because you wanted to let it burn, and then you're just turning all those emotions back the other way, like they're gonna return. You gotta let it burn until they return, and and I I thought I thought that was. That was sending the wrong message. Like, I thought it was a, a good song because it was about overcoming the pain of losing somebody. And then it goes till they return. Yeah, what if you're listening to, to the song and the person passed away? They're like, geez, wait a minute. Huh? You know, like, it, there, there's just so many things that I feel is wrong with that because it just, it, it talks on that topic for the whole first half of the song and then it just turns it around at the end. And I'm like, eek. That's unfortunate um dumbest lyrics ever uh all of iggy azela uh no offense but um you ain't the realist and no i don't like any of um any of her song lyrics i love the beats i love dancing to it not a fan of how she is as a as a lyricist um and then lil wayne's cheesy verses that didn't age well those i don't i think those are very dumb lyrics I used to think that they were hot fire and genius. Bounce like springs. Ooh, that's good. Then I realized it sounds stupid. Um, so yeah, small things like that. So yeah. The, those are all the lyrics that I could think of at the top of my head. We're going to go on and answer that last question after a short break. And that is my go-to haunted house story. So we'll catch you guys in a bit. Alright guys, welcome back to The Voice of Jesse Chris. I hope you uh, enjoyed that ad, whatever it was. I hope it was my ad for Anchor. I can't wait to do more ads because that's fun for me. And uh, this last question, we have 15 minutes on the clock. Stop, look and drop, get set. It's all that. 
No, I totally ruined those lyrics. Anyways, so this uh, next one is, what is my go-to haunted house story? Now, I tell a lot of ghost stories. I used to make it a thing where I would tell ghost stories at, like, small events for my students and stuff. And um, I always change up my stories. So that's I think that's the main reason why I don't want to record it on podcast, but I do with sound effects and stuff. I'm like, that's so exciting. Um, okay, I will record it, but... It changes every time. I, I change details and stuff depending on the room. If the room's big, if the room's small, you know, I kind of like partly improv it. If I have props, so fun. I took a um, literature of storytelling class um, in college, and uh, I told a scary story, and people loved it. I, I actually had a little bit of a gimmick where I had a, a little red book, and I... Uh, in the story, a picture changes slightly. So I'd open the book, and then you put you use that prop and you put it down, and then it's just one person, like in the book. And then so I close the book, and then I'm like I'm using it as a prop, but they don't know that I actually like flip the book around and turn it upside down. And then at the end of the story, the picture changes, and I open the book again, and then the picture is different. And then they're like, "Whoa!" And then it's just. It was just an amazing storytelling moment. I loved it. And uh, I'll remember that forever. Um, I forgot how I did it. It was like a magic trick almost. But it was fun. And I will tell that ghost story. Okay, so I have a lot of haunted house stories. Okay, so let's go. Let's first tackle all the haunted house stories. Like kind of like the ones that have impacted either me or my family. Or friends. And then... We will go into my ghost stories because I do want to talk about those stories in general. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're listening this far into my podcast, I'm, I'm just going to say that, like, there are spoilers for those ghost stories if you see those ghost stories down the line on my podcast. So uh, be ready. Yeah. Um, so my first go-to haunted house story is actually not something that didn't happen to me in particular, but happened to my sister. And I, I, I feel like it is um, a very impactful haunted house story because there are multiple people involved, like my cousins and stuff. And I, I, I remember being in the, um, the house and then my older cousin that wasn't there wanted to hear about the story. And I was just tagging along with her going through the whole house. We're at a house party, uh, you know, a Filipino house party. So, you know, we had the, the kids playing video games, mahjong, adults downstairs and all that fun stuff. And um, I went with my, my cousin Crystal to hear about the story with her because I was, I was invested, man. And uh, basically what had happened was uh, it was in Hawaii. And my sister went to use the bathroom. And so the basic layout was, imagine um, just the living room and then a long hallway. And at the end of the long hallway is the bathroom. Um, And when you open the door to the bathroom, the sink is right there. Like if you open the door and you're just looking straight on, the sink is right there with the mirror right above it. And then the the toilet and stuff is to the right. Um, So my sister went to use the bathroom. And then she starts walking towards the bathroom, and the bathroom door was open. 
and then she noticed that uh oh sorry subtle detail i forgot but like there's a in the living room across the street is a light post and then there's a window there's windows so that you can see the reflection of like the windows in the bathroom mirror okay so she was walking to the bathroom and as she's walking there she sees two shadows walking towards the bathroom now she slows her pace it's kind of a long hallway i think there's three or four doors down that hallway and then so she like kind of stops and then um she realizes that when she stops the shadow is continually moving and that freaks her out and she runs back and like everybody was sleeping on the floor and on the couches and stuff everything was occupied there's like i had big group of cousins there's like and then she just jumps and hits like lands on like three of them my cousin johnny and all this stuff and they all wake up and then so we're hearing the the accounts of all the people in the room because that woke everybody up at the same time um the person like tucked under the couch laying down was like like i we didn't understand what was on he, he thought it was crazy but that it's crazy to hear the people that had like good perspectives of it like um when what like one of them talked about how the the bathroom door was like closing when when they woke up and then just like so she just ran out of the bathroom and came out this way and then that's how what they thought but my my sister never made it to the bathrooms and that was, that was that was you know kind of scary to hear about too and then so they they're like that's the go to one that I like to think about just because it was kind of my my first real one hearing it you know, like when you watch a documentary of of a ghost sighting or something like that and then you hear it from everybody's different perspectives and that's what really gets you invested in it that's like my like life version of that and that's why that's like my go-to ghost story that kind of sparked it all and why i love ghost stories and how excited i was to hear it from all these different people's perspectives and what i try to encapsulate when i tell my ghost stories so yeah there's that then there's uh the white dress lady um, in the Philippines story that my grandma would always tell me about. And just the mere thought of that scares the mother bejeebas out of me. Because like I have such a a vivid later on I'm going to explain my most intense go to um, haunted house story. That's not really a haunted house story. But um, it's just in a very, a very, very, very intense version of like the grudge girl in my opinion just because she could be anywhere i always think about that now like late night drives in california with the open valleys and it's just pure darkness how like you look out there you can't see if anybody's watching your car from a distance or something like that but you'd be able to see somebody some girl dressed in all white just like a glimmer of can you imagine that like doing like a u-turn in the middle of nowhere and then just a, a, a small glimpse of your headlights just on, like, a bright dress, long, dark hair. Can't make out the face, but you know that they're facing towards you. Like, ooh, ooh. Or, like, that scary vibe. Oh, man, I'm getting shivers thinking about this, where you're, like, driving. And then, like, you look to your left out the window and somebody's standing there looking into your window. But you're going, like, 60 miles per hour. That's so scary. 
What do you do? What? There's nothing you can do. Whatever entity is outside of your window clearly doesn't give a damn that you're going 60 miles per hour. <laughs> like, that's so creepy. Um, but yeah, there's that. And um, so uh, uh, another go-to what happened to me as a child. I believe I was 10 years old when I um, last even, last visited. No, I was 7. I was 7. So when I last visited the Philippines, I was 10. Um which is crazy because I'm 33 now. So it's been 13 years since I've been to the homeland. And um, I was seven. We went. It was New Year's in the Philippines. And I don't know if you've ever gone to the Philippines during New Year's. But it's a war zone. It's a war zone celebration. Fireworks going everywhere. Not everybody knowing exactly what they're doing. And everybody's wearing short shorts, tank tops, and no eye protection. But we're dealing with explosives. Anyways. So a lot's going on. My whole family's spread apart and stuff. And I, I'm trying to catch up with my cousins. But, you know, it's the Philippines. And when, I'm, when I was in the Philippines, I wasn't allowed to speak English because everybody was afraid I was going to get kidnapped because I was a little Filipino boy that spoke English. So I was kind of trying to keep to myself. And then I remember my cousin, Kuya Chen Chen, he would hide the fireworks throughout the house because... He, I don't know why. I don't actually, I don't know why, but he would hide. And I remember opening this little bin and I found a strip of those triangle um, firecrackers. The ones where you light the, the, the corner of it and then it, it, I think it goes, all three like wrapped around. You just go, pa, pa, pa. And yeah, and, and I found like a good like stack of like eight of them. And I was like, oh, and I grabbed it. And then, like, there's a bunch of lighters lying around because, like I said, you know, even though I'm seven years old, safety wasn't a thing. How old was I when I was seven? So I was born in 88. Plus two is 90. It was 1995. <laughs> God damn. It was 1995. I found a lighter and got, got the little firecrackers. And then I just remember going to the nearest door, going out, and then going to light it. As I went to go light it, this Filipino kid came up and he was like, Oi, da -da, you light this way, yeah. And then, so then we light the first one, went, pa, pa, pa. And he was like, Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, Yeah, that was fun. Or he didn't say, Oh, yeah. He said, like, Ah, you know, made, making Filipino noises. <laughs> and then, and then, so we start, like, you know, lighting these off. And then my mom opens the door and she's like, Tracy, get back in here. What are you doing? And I was like, I'm lighting the fireworks. How'd you get that? And all this stuff, right? And so I'm going back in and I turn to look for the boy and he wasn't there. And then I, this was either the first or second night we've been there. I never went out this door ever um, in in my time being there at my uh, my cousin's house or my grandpa's house. So we wake up the next morning. And, you know, we, we get the tabu, we're going to take a bath outside, you, you know, it's not the richest country. And then so we're, I'm going out there with, I, with the bucket of warm water and I realized where I was lighting the fireworks was a backyard. It was closed off. There was no alley to escape or anything like that. So when my mom called me and I looked for the boy and he wasn't there, he had nowhere to go. He couldn't get out that fast. And I was like... 
who the hell was I talking to? <laughs> so that that that's another one. Damn, there's only two minutes. Look, it's I only got two minutes forty seconds left. Um, to talk about my sleep paralysis dream. So, I guess long story short, this uh, and I never even I'm not even gonna be able to get to my ghost stories honestly. Um, but I don't care uh, because. I just realized how in-depth I could get with these small stories. So, my sleep paralysis dream starts out like this. It was this fl- I saw this image, and I had 56K. And it, I, I just, I remember looking up ghost story stuff. And it's this girl that's floating in the air, wearing a white dress, bright green glowing eyes, holding a doll that looks scary as hell, floating above the ground with, like, blood around her lips and just... I remember seeing that image and it's loading slow because it's 56K. So it's like pixel line by pixel line from top to bottom. And I just remember just being freaked out with every new line of detail that I could see of her. So I go to sleep. That night went the whole day. I found that, I saw that picture in the afternoon and it just stuck with me because so, it's nighttime now and I'm sleeping. And I have a dream. And the dream, I go up these stairs, and to the right and left, there, it's like a hallway, I choose to go right, I go down the right, go into a room, the room is like empty with like one window that I can't open, and then she's floating up the stairs, and then she turns right, and she's going into that same room, and she's approaching me, floating in my direction, and I look, and I'm just like, okay, it's okay, it's just a dream, and then she says, why do you think this is a dream, JC? And I'm like, I'm like freaking out like crazy and she's floating towards me all slow and I'm just like I just gotta pinch myself yeah pinch yourself see if that'll wake you up and she gets closer and closer and closer and you know how like atoms work and how things are infinitely like small I feel like she was closing that gap between us at that rate that she should have already gotten to me but it just kept getting closer and closer and closer. And we weren't touching, but we were so close. It was scary. And uh, I'm out of time. Darn. I can't go into more of the story. But um, maybe in another podcast, hopefully. <laughs> I don't mean to leave you on a cliffhanger. I just don't want to ramble on. That's the whole point for the 15-minute time limit between each segment. Um, or not segment, between each part of my podcast so that is uh, my go-to haunted stories the lyrics for which i feel are the dumbest and um what i'm currently worried about uh make sure to check the q a and the poll on spotify if you are listening on spotify scroll down you'll see it right there talk to me yeah answer the question fill out the poll um be sure uh, to uh, heart the podcast if it means anything to you. And don't be shy to reach out. This is a conversation, not a lecture. And I am not an expert. This isn't really advice. I am sharing my opinion. 
Thank you guys for listening to the voice of Jesse Chris. My name is Jesse Chris, but most call me JC. I'm a professional dance instructor, but I also stream video games, editing, dancing, and podcasts like this one right here. So you can tell I enjoy social interaction. And you can visit all my socials at jessechris.com. And hopefully my videos and posts encourage you to join me live on Twitch or as a subscriber on YouTube. Remember, you are always loved. And to like only if you mean it. Subscribe only if you mean it, and I'll catch you in the next class, video, or podcast. Peace.